Good morning. Jesus. Whoa. There was this, uh, I was in this conference, see, uh, a couple of months ago. I think it was just after I got back from uh, Brazil, seems like. And I was praying in the prayer line like last night. There was around a thousand folks to pray for, and I was busy. In Jesus' name, there were so many needs. So many people are hurting. And, uh, and, and lights came on like that. And I stopped because you saw it got my attention there. Now I'm more alert when lights come on because I turned around and there was these four dudes standing there angels and I was I was impressed <laughs> I, I, I was really impressed I, I, I couldn't I'd never seen angels I've only been fortunate to see my enemy uh Quite a few times, demons manifested in all kind of forms. And it was my first time, and I turned and looked at my wife. I said, check them dudes out, man. She's looking around. She can't see them. I thought everybody could see them. The light was several. Yeah, you had to add more lights to get actually how bright they were. And they were just sitting there with their arms folded watching us. They was observing what was going on. I was so taken back by it, it took me a few minutes to recover. I don't think I've ever recovered, actually, the whole way. I... But that was pretty interesting. That's why you saw me jump when the lights come on. <laughs> I'm so glad y'all can see the lights. Because <laughs> it's really something when other people don't get to. And you do. You just can't understand what's wrong with them. More likely, it's nothing wrong with them. Y'all all right today? I am really blessed. Uh, my kids are, are at the house doing school. My oldest daughter's teaching because my wife's not there, and I'm the principal, and I'm not there. So... We, so Anyway, they're, they're sitting in there doing lots of school, and uh, they're going to do a couple of days' worth today because we missed the day along here and there. have to do that, you know. So that's where they are, if you're wondering. If you're not, I don't, it don't matter. It ain't none your business anyway. So. <laughs> Holy Ghost, I didn't ask, you know, it's, you didn't tell me where your kids were, so... <laughs> Holy Ghost. You know, it's a blessing I'm not mad. I used to be. Didn't I, Mrs. Hogan? I was mad. Holy Ghost got me over that. It ain't nothing like what three years in the jungle can do for you. It'll deliver you from madness. Jesus. I got so angry at y'all at one stage in my life that uh, I actually didn't care if y'all went to hell. 
But then God started moving so much in our work, and, I, and, and it got so much bigger than me. And I needed so much help that I didn't have any other source to draw from but America. So I had to come back. But I, I was sitting on, here's what it was. One night I was hiking home in this genuine monsoon rainstorm. I mean, it was so thick. Flashlight was a, was a hazard. Had to hike just slowly. And it, it, it got so rough. And my little tennis shoes was tore up. And, and I was so lonely out there on that mountain. I sit down on the side of the mountain. Didn't have no raincoat. Couldn't buy one. Nothing. I was laying down. And the rain was just beating me. I said, look, Holy Ghost, we've got to come to some conclusion here. I said, this work is too big. You're wanting and expecting and demanding too much out of me. I can't do this. So here's what we're going to do. You're going to give me wisdom and knowledge and understanding. And you're going to give me the ability of Jesus to destroy the works of the devil. That's what you're going to do. And what I'm going to do is submit. Whatever it takes. Out of me, anything that shouldn't be in me. In me, things I don't think I need that you think I do. But whatever it takes. And I want this anger for America off me because I really have something to say. But I want to be able to talk straight and blunt and truthful. But without you feeling anger and bitterness. How about that? I want you to feel the truth. So it can slice and dice you and set you free. Alright? But I don't want you to feel like that I personally have a vendetta against you. Because I don't. I don't care, actually. I... Honestly, I don't care. <laughs> but I do care about my Indians and helping them. So I have to live with living with you. And you have to live with living with me. But you can take it or leave it more than I can. I, I have a mandate. I can't back away, and you can still. But the day's coming you won't be able to. Because, see, let me, let me just say that I, I recognize that there's probably going to be lots of leaders in here and elders and so forth and pastors. I won't tell you all something. I advise you to light up and take the heat and lose the people and lose whatever you have to lose to burn. That's advice. Because in a minute, the situation, world, global situation is going to change. And let me tell you who people are going to run to. That's not somebody... Where they go and they get told what they want to hear and they get what they want. They're going to go somewhere where they can get something that will help them survive. So my advice right now to you is burn. And keep on burning and don't worry about the results. Let God tally. Let God worry about it. Jesus. That's just advice. That's just, yeah, that's just my opinion. I, Holy Ghost. So I was in New Zealand a couple of weeks ago. I was sitting there and I was at a Maori Mariah. 
It's a place of worship. It's one of their temples. Um, God's blessed me. I'm working with them now. I'll, there's quite a few of their elders coming over to our work in next March. Uh, and I was sitting in there, and there was this lady that I didn't know her. I don't know her, but she comes from the woods, from somewhere out in the woods. And she was in there, and <clears throat> just standing in line, we was praying for people. And I got up to her, and there was no emotional, there was no emotions. Lots of people are that way, and for various reasons. And I prayed for her, and she just fell down. And when she got up, what, what was wrong with her was that she had been somewhere around 25 years totally deaf, and God opened her ears. Yeah, that's good. See, there, there's something here. Look, I'm going to read out of this Amplified again today. Look in Luke 12, please. I want to share something with you on a, this is a daytime thing. This, the, the less people, I can share with you a little bit more stuff that I want to. I can talk to you a little bit more calmly. But I don't think I will. I, I'll get stirred up directly. And we'll go for it. Jesus. So I enjoy, you know, I've always, I, I'm, you ever wondered where tumors go when they disappear? I look and look and look for those things and you just can't find them. They're a mass and they just go away. But they, sometimes they fall on the floor. And they're just sitting there dying, and it's wonderful to laugh at them. But I just wonder about that. Y'all ever wonder about that? There's probably lots of things I wonder about that you don't care about. <laughs> Jesus. Luke 12, verse 49, it's in uh, Amplified, it says, says it like this, I have come to cast fire. Now this here is in, uh, this here is uh, Jesus talking. Do you know there's four different kinds of fire? And we don't want God's judgment fire. We don't want strange fire. We want Jesus' holy fire. That's more advice to you. Don't hang out till you get under the umbrella of the judgment fire. Hang out right now while fire is being given out in bucketfuls by the Holy Ghost all over the planet. Y'all have had the great opportunity to be in the greatest revivals in our generation. I've been over in uh, Toronto, over in uh, uh, Pensacola, over in England, uh, down in South, in, uh, in Australia. There's some great, great, great movement, great fire happening. Great revivals are taking place. Great things. God's shaking and rattling and moving his church and getting it ready. Because he's fixing, he's mobilizing his army. That's what's going on. And, and that's what we've got to have, right? But see, Jesus has come to cast fire on the earth. And in the Amplified, it says it's a little different than the King James. It says, how I wish that it were already kindled. 
Do you see, I mean, can't you, we got to see that it is the desire of heaven for his holy fire to be burning on the planet. The holy fire of God. It is God's desire. I was in a, a conference a while back and uh, they brought up this lady and she was, she was a grandma. And, and her, her son, big, big boy, big man, was standing behind her. And I come right off that platform and went right to her. Because she, she was, a, you know, grandmas do just about what they want to. You know, and that must be nice. Finally got to where they're not intimidated, they're not influenced. They just do what they what's right. They just do what they want to. I like I really like that freedom part. So she walks up there and I just was looking at her. Well I, I was just finishing up and she just walked up there and stood up there and she's just staring at me. And I don't know what's wrong with her. I know that it got her up and out of that chair and up front. I knew that. And so I got I, you know, things started moving on the platform, so I got down, I went straight down there. I laid my hands right square on top of her head, and my mean God blasted her. Well, because Grandma had the courage to come up, you know, five, six hundred other people did. And so I prayed off to the left, got in the second line, was praying back to the thing. Well, by the time I got back over there, Grandma was standing back up. So I thought it was nice to touch Grandma again. Jesus, whoa, she got blasted. But this time her son fell. Both of them fell down. Boo! I thought that was nice. So I went on down, prayed back, and I went back to the front again, come back, and when I got there, Grandma was standing up wobbling. I said, gotcha. Bang! Prayed for her, she went flying. I was so happy about that. Prayed on. Next thing I know, Grandma starts hooting over there. Y'all know what that means, hooting? Grandma's hooting. She was hooting. So, and when I hear Grandma's hooting, I enjoy it. I go over there and talk to them, find out what's going on. I got over there to find out that Grandma had been blind for 19 years, and the Holy Ghost gave her her sight. <laughs> Jesus. It's all right with me if y'all uh, get all stressed out at me because I don't do things like you think they ought to be done. It's true. It's, it's, I'm happy with that, actually. I, I, it doesn't bother me. I, I'm still happy, fella. But you know what? It is not in the way you perform. It's in the way God performs through you. Did you know that? Jesus. So you have to submit to heaven. But heaven don't have to do anything. Heaven moves on us because heaven is gracious. Because mercy abounds from the Holy Ghost.
Because His mercy endureth forever. His grace is a phenomenal thing to walk, walk in and talk. See, we got to call down the fire of Jesus. And we got to be willing to put up with what it costs us. In our work, when the Shekinah glory over, overran us, and I mean deluged us, I mean swamped us, I mean turned our little boat over, and just broke it all to pieces. And then he put us in another boat, but it's not the same kind of a boat. It's, a diff- it's, it's almost like if we've we got to do it his way or, or we will be abandoned. See, you think you have all this will and all this stuff. And in the beginning, I guess you probably, I can see that you might have that. But once you submit to the Holy Ghost and the great gifts and callings of God are on you, you are at, without excuse. How about that? Not very many people like to hear that kind of preaching because they like to do what they want to do. But the Holy Ghost don't want you doing what you want to do. The Holy Ghost wants you moving in the fire of God. He wants you blowing in the wind of heaven. He wants you flowing in the river of God. That's what He wants. Jesus. 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 So I'm going to share a story with you that irritated me when it happened. So I'm usually the first one in line to be excited about what God wants to do. And so I don't have trouble with him doing what he wants to do because he's, he's the king. I mean, what can you say to a king? Nothing. But when he... Well, I think they're messing with me now. See, you let out the slightest. Enjoy yourselves, fellas. Because my buddy plays back. Jesus. See, there's this, I got this long letter one time from this lady that's an intercessor and prophetess that uh, God's really touched her life. And I was in the service, I didn't have any, have any idea she was there. And she's pretty well known. And uh, the Holy Ghost gave her an open, open-eyed vision of what was going on in the spirit world while we were ministering. And there were these two angels, they were big boys, standing on either side. And they had these different weapons on them. And they had these fire balls that God's got. Y'all don't know that term, but I'm telling you about it. I know about it because I can go down in the basket and get them and get it in my hand and throw it. That's what I call it. You can call it. Y'all probably have a fancy name for it. This guy here runs a school. He can tell them probably what it is. Jesus. Jesus. But see, when you throw energy of heaven around, it's a serious thing. And these guys were busy. 
and what was going on, there was quite a move of God, and, and God was shooting these people with the Holy Ghost and the fire of heaven. And it was just spontaneous out in the crowd, and it was just, I was, I was laughing so hard, watching people fly from it. I didn't see visually a thing, but I knew what they were doing. Because God enjoys playing and having a good time. He's not some mean religious demon standing there with a bat. God is a father, and he loves us, and he likes to take care of us. And, and, and I seem probably too relaxed for y'all, but none of this stuff is my fault. It's just not. The fire of God is Jesus' wish. He wants it to happen. And if we can just understand that, it'll just flow on you. And heaven will bring in new converts. They'll be, be bathed in fire. See, so let me just say this. I have, a written, I have a written a couple of really important phrases over here on my pads. And one of them is, when you've been birthed in fire, smoke will never do. Brother Leonard Ravenhill. And I believe that. Jesus. So I guard myself and protect myself and my family to keep us in the holy fire of heaven. Now, let me just say that as you're going down through life and, and God's power is running through you and miracles are abounding, you kind of get an idea that how God wants to run the, run the thing. We call it doctrine. Well, did you know that God... Don't think like us. Did you know that I had to come to grips with the fact that my doctrine was wrong a couple of times? I found that hard to believe. I am such a perfect individual. <laughs> That's the first and biggest mistake. But look, we're going along here. And I've only met one other person that's been over a hundred in dead raising. That was Brother T.L. Osborne. And so we figured we got over a hundred people raised from the dead. We kind of got an idea out of that many that we kind of got it sorted out as to how God might want to do it. Jesus, Jesus, would you look over here at Matthew, capítulo 1, por favor, y verso 18. Matthew, chapter 1, and verse 18. Now, I have to tell you that Y'all are used to this passage coming out about two weeks before Christmas in December. But, I don't agree with the way y'all are merchandised and marketed. 
and how that the demon world has taken God's days and changed them into million dollars and billions of dollars and you just flow along with them like they're right and they're, got, they're from hell. So we're going to talk about this even though this is August. Jesus. Jesus. Holy Ghost. Could I just say that Whatever God does for one child, He will do for the others. And if you've got God moving for you here, and you think that your way of life is correct, why doesn't it work where I live? Boy, y'all got real quiet, didn't you? Because you hadn't thought of that. That's why you got quiet. Did you know that the fire of God where we are and the power of God where we are works around the world? Does your lifestyle work around the world? See? You need to think about what you're doing and how you're being abused by the devil. Because freedom, your freedom is necessary for God's movement. Jesus Jesus. Because look, God's wanting to move, but some of the things that we think are right sometimes could be wrong. And we need to be willing to open ourselves to Him to move stuff that may want to, in a minute, block what He's doing. All right? So, this, all of this is advice. All this stuff I'm telling you. Because you want to stay limited, knock yourself out. Because I found that Americans are some of the hardest to reach when it comes to once you've decided something is right. And that's a very good trait unless it's against the truth. <laughs> to be stubborn and Forceful is great. It really is. I'm, I'm the, I, I am that. But once I've decided something's right and I'm willing to die for it, but it's wrong, how in the world are you going to fix it? So, God's given me an attribute. He's added on something. He's tagged something onto me now, finally. I finally got it. If you come at me scripturally... And sit me down and talk to me scripturally and prove to me that we're, what we're doing is incorrect. Starting right there, we won't do it anymore. And it don't matter what its name is. How about that? That's a blessing. I wasn't always like that. Jesus. So what the Holy Ghost did, here's what happened. We're constantly, I call our work a machine. I call it work. Uh, Y'all call it different things, you know. But we just call ours a work. Work of God. And the, we, we're, we have to stay ahead of the machine. It's so large now, it'll eat you up. 
It's, it moves at such a pace, you have to hustle to stay ahead of it or it'll eat you. Then I've learned how to, over the years, stay ahead and watch over it and protect it and bless it and keep it old and running. And so, here we are. I'm constantly pushing, leading, driving to get new churches started. That's what I do for a living, pioneer work. In areas that have never had the gospel, I just am possessed. Our terminology of possessed, not yours. Because you believe if they steal your parking lot at Walmart, your parking spot, well, that's devil. See, so I don't believe because somebody took my parking spot, they possessed by the devil. Jesus. Y'all use it too loosely. But I personally am possessed with the Holy Ghost impregnation to get these people saved, man. It just drives me. <laughs> wow. Things you feel when you come see us, the bumps for six or seven hours to service, my truck is like a washing machine. And then sitting in the heat for two or three hours, waiting on the devil. And then the food situation. And then the intensity of the protocol. Ooh, everything is just difficult for you. I never even know that happens. Isn't that amazing? To me, when somebody's raised from the dead, now we got something going. To me, when people are getting born again, that's when action started. This flesh hurting part, I don't recognize. I don't understand it. I don't, it don't register because the people are important. I'm there for the people. I'm not there for my personal comfort. Hello. Jesus. We've heard that you go out of your way to make things difficult. I don't have to. The mountain does that for me. I don't have to go out of my way. That mountain talks. It's own language. I've learned how to submit to that thing and stay alive. And that's up. So we was out doing this, what we call... <laughs> See, our, our strategy is simple. You get these hubs. We call them church hubs. They're these... Uh, we, you can see it easily where God opens up Starts working in a village, and it's going to become a hub church where that means where it's where, where all the grease and all and the I mean and, and you got all these spokes 360 degrees out for four or five hours around and they're all missions all around you understand and then they all connect all these wheel large wheels connect and now they've turned into sections we call them and so but every one of these has a huge hub 
in it. And we're constantly opening up new missions out of these hubs, mission churches. And so we was out there one day, got this thing going, and the Holy Ghost was with us. And we was doing our work and like we do it. And there was these two fellas sitting in the church. And uh, we'd never, I'd never seen them before. So, but they were sick. They, you could just tell they were just sick. So we prayed for them. Nope, nothing happened. But you could see at the moment. Most of the miracles we get are a day or two or three down the line. Well, most of them are. Uh, but the healings or miracles, healing miracles, uh, all, all kind of definitions of that stuff. And so we, we was there and that, uh, <clears throat> I asked them guys, who, who, who is he? Who are these guys? Oh, oh, brother David, those guys are trouble. We wouldn't even suggest you praying for them. I looked at them. I said, they're just sick Indians. No, that's not who they are. Their daddy. Because see, whether you like it or not, you are who your parents are. Jesus. See, where I live, the family unit's still intact, seriously. One person runs the entire family group, and it could be two, three hundred people. I mean, it's still intact. I mean, it's solid. And I've set up my family like that because it's right. And so, American idea is wrong. Seventeen, throw them out the door. Make it on your own. I love you. I'll see you in a few days. God bless you. Here's some money. Lord Jesus. Jesus. What a devil. That is not scriptural at all. Holy Ghost, no wonder we're having trouble. Keep the unit intact. Let it multiply. Keep it intact. Holy Ghost. Now, we'll get off the family and back onto this story. Problem was, this fellow was a very powerful black magic warlock. He was the most revered, feared individual in the whole part of the state there. Could not read, could not write, but could speak to you, and you're dead in the morning. True. I said to them, well, if he's so powerful, why are these boys here? Well, they were men, actually, they were men. They said, well, here's the story, Brother David. This guy has hated us for a long time. He's been fighting us. He's been cursing us, and we've had lots of trouble out of this guy. But now both his boys are sick. And he can't heal them. Now, we got to have a difference of opinion because you don't believe that they can heal anyway. But you are wrong. They can heal. It's a type of healing, actually, where they lift and move spirits around and stuff like that. Because they will eventually come back, but it takes a minute. So it, so it appears that they've been healed. And it... People are lifted. Now, because these two boys couldn't get healed, they came to one of our services, and because of who they were, we made them get born again. 
Because your choices are simple. Die. Just die. Go back to your daddy. Die. Go to hell. That's your choice. Or bow to Jesus. He's going to heal you. And you get to go to heaven. But because you're going to get born again, when you go home, you have hell right now. But it's a short amount of time. Oh, yeah. Jesus. So they got born again. We prayed for them. Nothing happened. They left. By the time they got home, both of them were healed. Going through the jungle. Yeah. Several hours down through there, they got healed. All right. That's wonderful. But, Daddy, who understands the spirit world much better than you do, he outguns you. He has bigger depth and perception in the spirit than you do. He knew it when them boys got born again. He was waiting on them when they got home. How about that? You've, you've got to understand that I'm not playing up or giving credit to the demon. I'm telling you how life is in the woods where I live. Because he's a loser. Jesus, it don't matter how much he perceives and discerns, he's a loser. Well, here's the way it is. I know this is grating on y'all a little bit, bending you up a little bit, but it's good for you. you need, we need to be stretched occasionally. It's healthy. Well, he asked him, where y'all been? Well, the younger, the older son is a little bit smarter than the younger one. The older guy kept his mouth shut. The younger guy said, we went to that gospel service over there. We got born again. We got healed. When he did that, Papa went ballistic. He said, choices are simple. You're out of here. I'm throwing you out. No inheritance. I mean, he disowned them on the spot. Well, the young guy, he just didn't know how to take no. He hadn't been born again but a few hours. But yet he had love in his heart for his daddy. He understands that he's disowned and all that's fine with him, but he wants his daddy born again. That's more than I can say for some Christians that's been born again for 20 years. Jesus. So anyway, this big fight. Oh, Lord. She got healthy. I mean, it went on for several weeks. I mean, it got really radical. I mean, we were, we were persecuted. Our churches went under spiritual attack, physical attack. I mean... We were getting battered because these two boys got born again. But you see, you've got to be willing to face the enemy if you're going to go out and do God's work. 
It is not a plaything. This is not some bless me club. This is not us throwing no more. This ain't greasy, gray, sloppy, agape we're dealing with. We're dealing with war here. Holy Ghost. And we're dealing with a mean man with power. Now those kind of guys are hard to deal with. You admit it. Uh, yeah. I'm constantly going and getting lawyers and bailing people out of jail. Constantly bandaging up wounds from people that are beat and stoned. Constantly going and praying for people that are sick because these demon spirits are rampant. They've been loosed against us. Ah, yeah, I admit it. How about that? But I admit to you something else. I am not a loser. I'm a winner. Fire on this earth from the Holy Ghost. Grant it, Jesus. Grant us insight. Grant us power. Jesus. Now the birth of Jesus took place, in verse 18, under these circumstances. Mary, his mother, had been promised in marriage to Joseph. Before they came together, she was found to be pregnant. Uh-oh. Through the power of the Holy Ghost. Now, you got a young virgin girl. <laughs> Promised. She turns up pregnant. She looks at everybody and said, God did it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, God did it. We believe you. Kill her. Well, Joseph has a problem. Now, look, I'm asking you to expand your ability in the Holy Ghost. You're having trouble, some of y'all, with some of this stuff I'm telling you. You've got to understand that when God makes you pregnant, He didn't ask you before He impregnated me. He didn't ask me before he impregnated you for your opinion. God has an agenda, and it's to destroy the works of the devil. And he's going to do it. We were singing about the sovereignty of God. It is a phenomenal thing that you better get used to. That you've got to understand, you don't see the whole picture. You see through a glass darkly. One of these days, it'll be clear as a bell, though. We'll all see just how wrong we are. I'm telling you to be open to the Holy Ghost. Last night, I happened to tell you I went through a battle for you. Demons came and visited me. Murder is prevalent in this area. Witchcraft, sodomy. And I'll tell you right now, I bind their authority. Jesus. Jesus. And I'm going to tell you something. You've got to get used to the Holy Ghost doing things His way. He impregnates people. He changes the rules on you. And I'll tell you, you've got one thing you can do about it. 
It's fine with me, Holy Ghost. Either that or turn religious and stay stagnant where you was a while ago, whenever he was there doing it. Jesus. Holy Ghost. Joseph is a good man. He don't want to cause trouble. He really loves that girl. But look what he's got. He's got no alternative here. Don't you understand the Holy Ghost pinned him down? Look at it from his viewpoint. He is in a mess. The law, God's law, is very specific in what he's supposed to do. Isn't that true? Yes, it is. But he's sitting there. He knows her. He loves her. He cherishes her. He knows the family ain't going to let nothing. And she's coming up saying, God touched her. Then an angel came. The Spirit of God overcame me. And I ended up pregnant. She says, I'm still a virgin, but I'm carrying a baby. 